Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's brown and sounds like a bell? Dong. Why did the dust bunny fall in love with a Roomba? It was swept off its feet. What do you call a muddy chicken that crosses the road twice? A dirty double crosser. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, you know, a, a clown. Why can't you give me the respect that I'm entitled to? I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve. No, no, no. Take a scalp It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio. Now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott. The traditional Chinese medicine provider gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. And also in the studio, we have my wife, Tacey. She's quite delightful. Hello, Tacey. Well, hello. Well, hello. Hello. This is a show for people who've never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call 347-766-4323. That's 347. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at DRScottWM. Visit our website, drsteve.com, for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, respiratory therapist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, massage therapist, or whatever. Okay, massage therapist is new. Someone emailed me and said, can you add massage therapist to the list? And it's like, yeah, cool, uh, whatever. Don't forget uh, to check out uh, Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net simplyherbals.net he's got cbd nasal spray in stock you getting any orders is it flying off the shelves it should be it is yeah is it yeah it's been we, we, we've you been make any money busy. doing something like that <clears throat> not much but yeah. i mean 
better than enough to well, oh yeah to cover yeah cover costs for sure well yeah well, oh. I mean enough to go on vacation at the end of the year oh no no I know no. <laughs> no. your enterprises sound like mine not yeah, even no, if you no. fly Allegiant no maybe 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 well, but not that much no mm. yeah well, I wouldn't mind a, I wouldn't mind a trip to send send Dr. Scott on vacation go to yes. simplyherbals.net and buy some of his malarkey and uh, uh, help Tacey in retirement patreon.com slash weird medicine <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're doing uh, some regular shows Tacey and I and then we'll have guests from time to time we've had Robert Kelly and Mark Normand and uh, when we have um, a celebrity on we'll do a, a thing called the exam room where they just get to ask us questions so we'll talk about more about that later uh, and uh, please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com stuff.drsteve.com for all of your uh, shopping online shopping needs apparently they've accepted my never sent me an email saying hey thanks for sending the email we agree you're doing okay There's, you're not breaking any of our rules <coughs> nothing they just haven't canceled us yet that's cool so there you go alright by god I am shot out of a cannon today um, I've been working on administrative stuff all day. Uh, let me just ask you this, Doctor Scott. Okay. See, is, I want to see if you're smarter than than I wouldn't kill uh, uh, an administrator. <laughs> okay, so if you uh, okay, so you you graph mm-hmm. the number of storks in Norway. Okay, okay, stork population Norway over time. Okay. And you see the stork population increasing okay. over time. And then you see, you graph the birth rate of Norway over time. Mm-hmm. And you see the birth rate increasing over time. Mm-hmm. Would you make the um, conclusion from that mm-hmm. that the increased stork population is it somehow attributing... Or contributing to the increase in the birth rate. I'd say absolutely. Yeah. In other words, you know, that the storks are bringing these babies to people's houses. Would you Would you make that um, assumption? That'd be a stretch, but I'm going to say no. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we'll that's all. That. That's, you give yourself, give yourself a bill. You are smarter than some people that I work that's right. with. That's right. <laughs> that I have some measure of control over my life. Hey, I, I appreciate. I appreci- <laughs> That's all I'm going to uh, say. Hey, I appreciate you putting the bar so low I can trip over it. Car- right, Since right. it's the first question. Thank of the you. Day, well, yes. that's the thing. It's in it's it's rocket no, science. No, it's not that tough. Correlation is not the same thing as causation. Right. Period. I can't it. say anymore. We've covered it for 15 uh, yes, years. Yes. Uh, yeah. Our yeah. audience is incredibly sophisticated. Yes really is the people who have listened to us this whole time Agreed. they'll start quoting to me well that's not a double blind placebo controlled study you know that's not you know grade a evidence and stuff like that. i'm very impressed yep. and it's not only that they know lots of stuff yep. they know the anatomy of the testicle pretty well because every october we go over it and uh you know they know some critical thinking that isn't out there and so i'm very impressed with our audience yeah they are great and th- yes any anyone who's listened to this show for any period of time would have been able to just say, yeah, correlation and causation aren't the same thing. They're not. So, all right. No, they're not. All right. That's enough of that. Anyway, you have some... Uh... <laughs> God. I, I cannot wait. 
to retire. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. How's retirement going, Taste? It's fabulous. Yeah, tell us about it. What do you what what's your day like? <laughs> oh God, here it's, we go. I'm just so busy. Get your seatbelt on, it's gonna be a bumpy ride. I'm I sure. get up around well, eight because the dogs. But then or earlier, usually seven right. to eight. Well, if if our youngest is home He wakes me up going out the door. Yeah, mm. but he lets the dogs out, so we can even we don't even have to get up. This this kid, this damn kid, is so self sufficient. And I maybe everybody talks about their kid. Oh, they're the greatest kid in the world. We've never had one like that before. That's <laughs> true. We have two, and and they're both delightful, but they're very different. And Beck is very self sufficient, probably because his brother required so much attention, so much <laughs> that he just had to. Well, I guess I'm on my own here. But uh, he gets his alarm goes off at six. It goes off again at 6.10. He gets his ass up. He takes a shower. I'm not in there going, back, 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 get up, get up, get up, at, on, man. unlike yep. a different person that we had. <laughs> and, uh, and then he gets up, gets it. I, you know, I'll set out some stuff for him to eat the night before. I boiled eggs for him last night, obviously. I put those in the refrigerator. I'm not a complete idiot. And, uh, <laughs> but he makes himself some breakfast. He lets the dogs out. He feeds them. He lets them back in, locks everything up, gets his you know euphonium and drives himself to school and it's like hell yeah dude it's lovely it is lovely it's also nice to be needed by your kid but he needs us for money but, but he doesn't it, need much else. then the dogs come running upstairs and jump on the bed because they think it's playtime right well yep. that's funny yep so i'm getting called Someone at work must be listening because now they're calling. But um, <laughs> what did you say about me? We're busy. We're busy. Um, we're solving all the problems. So let's problems. get back to my busy let's life. Get, yes, yes, yes. So, so anyway, the dogs jump on the bed so, at 7 o'clock, and they wake you up licking you in the face. Generally, I get up this and sounds watch, horrible, by the and way. I watch the Today Show for a couple of hours and drink coffee. Oh, can you watch that? You then drink, I'll, is that before the wine or after? No, no she doesn't I, start. I've not been drinking during oh, the week. Oh, no. okay. Well, yeah, and so then, um, yeah, I make myself get up and take a shower because people expect you to wear pants. Yes, pants are important. The world's full of just assholes. Judging your... God damn, this is about <laughs> as boring as... I know, I know it is, but I don't care. This is my new life, so... Can you please stop bullshitting and get to the question? And then there's usually a midday nap, and 90-day fiancé oh, shows no. like that. 90-day shit show. TLC shows about fat people, which is definitely where I'm headed. I watched three movies yesterday. That was pretty good. <laughs> who, who is it that we know that's into 90-day fiancé that you're going to have on the show? Oh, you said... Um, who is it? Jimmy Norton? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. So Jim's going to be on our Patreon show with us, and uh, rather than do the regular exam room format, which is where the you know comedian or celebrity asks us medical questions we, we let them just ask you know many, many medical or science questions they want to ask mm-hmm. it's kind of a fun format yep uh tacy and jim are going to talk about 90 day fiance yeah <laughs> okay so so after you figure out what um who are the people on 90 day fiance now well i mean it's just give us the uh, there's a bunch of people. There's one guy who won't take his hat off because he's got this weird ha- hair pattern. There's only 
hair patch in the back and not that's the one the, that gave he he went to peru and he's got a hot girlfriend right and she's psycho crazy well i she, he's making her psycho crazy. no 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 this girl no, you think she was crazy before well, i mean yeah okay. allegedly you're that's i'm, you I'm sorry but i know it when i see it <laughs> okay. and so and she then. she has a different um a different reaction to stimuli that, than you do but um <laughs> didn't he give her uh a uh, an electric toothbrush, toothbrush? For christmas <laughs> let's come on what and she got mad at him and threw it outside but well, then sure. he went and retrieved it in case they got back together which they did but so then she did she want back. the she wanted the toothbrush back yeah, she has it back. I mean, didn't he give that to her because oh, he thinks in Peru they don't brush their teeth or he, something? He I found, mean, no, I don't know why. He found okay. her fingernail and he wanted I, to keep something of her and he kept it. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt here. I'm going to interrupt it. Well, that's because you're an idiot. <laughs> this show is fabulous. And I'm, I don't, I'm these people who don't here. watch it, I don't understand. They I'm, just don't know what they're missing. So, you know, years ago, speaking of buy, buying a, an electric toothbrush. Right? Okay. <sighs> years ago, my ex-wife, who we all have heard me. Pull your mic closer because I really want to hear yeah, this. Yeah, we've all been, I've been bitching about her for the last 15 years or so. Yeah. If it wasn't for her, I'd be like Tacey, retired too. But anyway. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, so so she, she she was bitching and raising help. My out. ex got my retirement before I had much in it. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, she yeah, got a half of it. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, man. So, yeah, so. She was bitching and complaining because the floors are always dirty. And I said, "Well, listen, you know, you've got we've got three dogs and me bringing dirt into here, and it's not real real difficult to clean it up." You so know, I thought there is a protocol for cleaning floors. It, it's not it's not difficult, but bitching about it doesn't fix it. Right, right. So that always helps I don't, when I, you say that. Yeah, I don't like to bitch about it. I like to do something. So <laughs> for her, I bought her. The, remember the, the oh, I bought no, the room, no, 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 no. no. Oh, yes. okay. Well, room. I, I bought a room. Yeah, I bought a room because I thought I said, listen, we can put this, we can program it. It was like five hundred dollars. It's the nicest one they made at the time. Right. She pitched the biggest oh, pitch. Yeah. She sent that fucking yeah. thing. Back. You weren't reading the room on that one, dude. She sent it back and kept the money. <laughs> well, okay. That's yeah, not sure. No, it's not cool. You can't. You can't tell me that's acceptable. You can't tell me that's not. Oh cool. no! If Tasty. someone returns a gift and okay, they get the money, okay. Here's the issue oh, oh. with it, me and the room Roomba. Yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, she I'm wanted gonna, one. I'm gonna have to start cleaning. I think, and the problem with that is I don't even know if we have a vacuum cleaner, so I may need one. <laughs> I know I, I've seen three of them. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I've seen we at least have, three. Downstairs. We have three. I've seen at least okay. three. At least at least three. I've seen. I three. know we've got I can, the, I can, the I can shark, right but now. that's little. No, 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 I mean, no, I'm no. talking. We something. have an Electrolux. We got so all kinds of. We're gonna have to. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Buy supplies and and things like because I don't know where any of that shit is. <laughs> okay. So now, uh, Tacy got a Roomba for Christmas, but she asked for it. She said, "I would like to have one of those." Well, I now, mean, it's a, it's a different. That we had a friend who gave, who gave his wife a scale for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> now that now that now that would that would not be a good call. But I thought I was helping. I thought I was yeah. making a positive. You're not supposed to help forward. at Christmas. I remember that, but <sighs> I don't remember who it was. Um, but he used to be on this show a lot. Okay. And he's an attorney. Oh, oh God! <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was this his ex-wife. He bought one for. Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. Oh, not so, the not the current wife. So, um, yeah, if you had bought that for her a week before Christmas and then given her a Christmas present, mm-hmm. 
you you probably would have been a hero. I remember him defending I that think. that it had all the bells and whistles. Yes, I thought I was doing yeah, good. Yeah. Well, so the other person did about the scale oh. too. Oh, oh yeah. you can graph your weight over that. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no, no. That's what he was saying. Yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah. Now, I may be dumb, but I ain't stupid. That's <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that is stupid. But no, if 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 you give somebody a gift and they return it, they get to keep the money. That's just how that works. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll remember that. Dr. Steve. So I really just recommend 90 Day Fiance for everyone. <laughs> well, there you go. We're doing marital advice. Don't <laughs> give your wife a, an appliance. Yeah, any, yeah, any kind of thing that, any kind of thing that implies that's that's that it's her job. That's useful. To do something. Yeah. And when you watch it, you just you think, you see these shit shows, and then you're like, you know what? We don't have it that bad. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a good one. The other thing is don't give your, if you're just meeting your girlfriend for the first time, don't give her deodorant. I'm talking <laughs> at you, Big Ed, or um, or a toothbrush. Mm-hmm. You know, and making some implication about somebody's hygiene, for yeah. God's sake. Or a razor, you know. I mean. <laughs> Mouthwash. That's no, why so, these yeah. people are on the, those shows, though, because they're just clueless about <laughs> how to how to interact with human beings. It's wonderful. You know, if they had, they used to, there'd be at least one couple that was sort of functional that was interesting. And now it just seems like it's just one dysfunctional lunatic after another. Mm-hmm. But anyway, all right. So enough about that. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So that's your, that's, that's your, that's your retired, Oh, no, wait. So that's, that's life. we that's, haven't even gotten to 1 p.m. yet. So no. until well, that's the, nap time. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then just my TV shows, like that's the three movies I watched yesterday. And yeah. Yeah. It sounds well, deli- you're just, delightful. You're, you're very, it does sound delightful. And you're just very newly retired. Yes. I mean, it's not like. Yet didn't work your ass off for since you were, you know, eighteen. Sixteen. And you're and you're older than you look, so that's the other thing. People <laughs> look at you and they go, Oh, and Anna, she's so young. Is that young. good or bad? No, she's you, you No. Um, okay, you is that look the right younger, way or the wrong you way. You look younger that's than you are is what I should have okay, said. Okay, yeah, okay. There you go. But people look at you and go, Oh no, you know, she's only twenty eight and how is she retired? That's you bullshit, know, she must have anyway. it easy. Oh, I'm cussing a lot. Oh, money retired life I cuss a lot, I guess. Yep. <laughs> well you don't have to worry about your boss hearing you anymore. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god, right. that's hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure we're boring people to tears. Sorry, so. sorry, no, sorry. No, 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 you're not. It's it's me. So, all right. So, and then what's the rest of your day? And then I come home, and then what? Then we eat and we watch more TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's some life. That is an awesome. I want to try it, man. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking I could handle it. For it's a while. really nice, and people want me to go places, and I'm like. And you're going. And you are going. No, not really. No. Oh, come Hell, on. She's been on more vacations oh. in the last three. Oh, Amanda said, "Vacations go, let's go. are one thing, but like to Walmart or Target." No. I still buy stuff online. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't sure. want to get out of the house. No, like, they does, make you wear pants. If I'm you like... want to go somewhere, you want to go somewhere, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, anyway. It. I love it. All right. That's re- that's what retirement looks like, everybody. I wonder, I mean, you're newly retired, so this is new. I think you'll probably get into a different new normal down the road, but we'll see. Where You know, where you're doing, I don't know. She I seems don't know. pretty happy. Yeah. 
Will you be disappointed if I just turns out I'm just lazy? No. No, I won't. <laughs> maybe okay, he'll, good. Maybe one of these days he'll be lazy with you. That would be nice. Yeah. Well, it would be. That would be nice. I wouldn't count on it, though. All right. He's crazier than I am. And that's trouble. <laughs> yeah, he'd just stay up here the whole time. Yeah. That's true. I got a ham radio in the other room, and then the music studio is right next door to it, and we're right here. So what else would I need to do? All right. Anyway, enough. Um, what do you got, Dr. Scott? Well, kind of piggybacking on um, what she was talking about a little while ago. With um, oh, Please don't do that. <laughs> I just kidding. So I figured out, I figured out, if we would have had this article okay. at the beginning of COVID yes. two years ago, COVID would have lasted for a week or two. Okay. D- Max. Well, well, you know, I had the solution to ending it in a week. Oh, yeah. What was that? Put everybody in a bubble. Oh, yeah. It would take longer Stay than a week. It would take it would take fourteen days. Stay at home but, for fourteen days. Well, just everybody's in a bubble. You don't touch anybody. Yep. Nothing would be reasonable. No, it's idiotic. But it's there's nothing in the laws of physics that says that you couldn't do it. No, it no. just would be very impractical. But it would have ended it immediately. It would also, probably end every other viral issue that we have. Yep. Just tell everybody to go to the store, get what they need for the next two weeks. Seven. Well, you would have to have seven billion big giant rubber bubbles that people would live in. <laughs> what, or, what, or what about instead of just staying at the house and not leaving your apartment or house for, yeah. for, for, for two weeks? Well, we tried that two weeks to flatten the curve bullshit. Yeah. That was kind of nice, though. Well, it wasn't just, you know, it was, now it's two years to not do anything yeah. and still do all the same things but not accomplish very much. <laughs> That's kind of like... That but sounds like the life of a retired person. It does. <laughs> well, thank, thankfully, if you go to covid.stoutlabs.com, the, he's got it set now so that the first thing that comes up is the United States, and uh, it's looking pretty damn good right now. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. So just keep it ahead. up. Yeah. So your solution was put everybody in a bubble. Keep it up. It's it's yeah. just nature doing it. We're not doing anything to affect it very no, it much. No, doesn't seem to be anyway. I mean, therapeutics and vaccines, of course. Of but, course, yeah. You know. But outside that. Well, good. So here's my here's my here's my here's my solution. Okay. If we would have had this research, okay, we'd right. be we'd be over with COVID instantly. Okay. Okay. So here, here. here's the here's here's the article. COVID nineteen can infect penis and testicle cells, potentially causing erectile dysfunction. Study finds. Ooh, well, that's right. Really? Yep, yep. So th- what they're saying is men men who contracted COVID-19, uh, three times more likely to develop erectile dysfunction. <laughs> yep. Um, and they're finding the virus goes into the testicles and the penis both can cause erectile dysfunction, like a Peyronie's disease. What? Causes swelling in the cells in the testicles and penis. Can, yeah. Can even cause you to become infertile. It affects the sperm if you get a bad. Did they use the word orchitis in there? O r c h i t i s. That's that's actual inflammation of, of the, the testicles. testicles right. right. I, I didn't see that, but no, that's. Hang on, I'm you, looking but, this shit. But I'm, you I'm are right. That, that is that yeah. is you are correct, sir. Thank you. Inflammation. So a study published yep. last year by the University of Florida found that men who had recovered from a virus are three times more likely to develop the condition of erectile dysfunction than really? not. That's University of Florida. Now, again, they are gators, so that's, that's well, you know, that is what it is. But. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> even means. Well, we're, we're, we're Tennesseans. They're Florida gators. That's, oh. that's, that's all that means. Okay. <clears throat> we'll leave it at that. I, so, um, hmm. so, um, 
Yeah, so that I, I feel like if that article would have come out, all of the men would have paid attention and would have done anything they could do to keep from getting the virus. Wow. Just the fear of the fear of erectile dysfunction. You know, when you get – this is not unheard of. When you get mumps as an adult, you can get, um, you know, orchiepididymitis. Right, which is not comfortable. No. It hurts like No, that. and it can do some Same bad effort. things to you, too. Here's – yeah, here's some cases of um, – a uh, case report by Galliarde et al. claimed that the first described case of orchiepididymitis with concurrent COVID-19 infection suggested that a testicular involvement could be expected in COVID-19 patients. In the way it has been reported, the authors is somewhat misleading. It seemed to associate COVID-19 to that without any biologic data at that time. Now, this mm-hmm. was in this was older. This was 2020. So what it, what, what article are you looking at? Um, I've already moved on to the next one. Ah, oh, you son of a bitch. No, no, but I'll, I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back. I'll okay. look at the next one. Let's look. Uh, effect of COVID-19 on male re- reproductive system. A systematic review. This will be good. Yeah, there you go. Because this systematic review are uh, is a study where they take a bunch of data from a bunch of studies and mush it together and then get it all. So they identified 28 related studies, only one of which reported the presence of uh, COVID-19 virus in the semen. Study found semen quality of patients with moderate infection was lower than that of patients with mild infection and healthy controls. Wow. Impaired semen quality Oh, this semen has a very poor quality. <laughs> May be related to fever and inflammation. Pathologic analysis of the testis epididymis showed that SARS-CoV-2 viral particles were positive in 10 testicular samples. God, I'm not giving them a sample of my nuts after this, though. You know what they'd have to do to do that? Like a core biopsy or something? You know, they gotta, they have to numb up. They have to prep your scrotum, mm-hmm. and then they have to numb it up. And then they have to, um, well, yeah, and then numb it up. And then do an incision, identify the testicle, and then go in and actually take a core of mm-hmm. the testicle out. And then look at it under the microscope. I think if I knew they were going to be doing that to me, they'd have to find my testicles first. <laughs> They'd be retracted. Yeah, they'd be retracted. <laughs> uh, pathologic analysis. Uh, okay. Oh, I already said that. All 94 expressed prostatic secretion samples were negative for SARS-CoV-2 RNA, RNA. So that's interesting. So it wasn't getting into the prostate, but it was getting into the testicles. That's wild. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then they were saying uh, semen should rarely be regarded as a carrier of SARS-CoV-2 genetic material. However, COVID-19 may cause testicular spermatogenic dysfunction via immune or inflammatory reactions. So they were saying in, in this case, wasn't so much that the, that the virus was infecting the testicles, but that the viral infection in other parts of the body was causing inflammation in the testicles. So, mm-hmm. Wow. Isn't it wild? So does the sperm work as well? Like, will the well, that's what they're saying. No, there's the, that's what not, they mean yeah. by quality. Yeah. I mean, I was being silly trying so, to sound I mean, like the sommelier. When, when you say That was outcome, my sommelier voice, by the way. I wasn't trying to be anything yeah, other Yeah, I didn't that. like that voice. Okay. So when you, um, <laughs> the outcome of a baby's born... Yes. Now listen to this. They say long-term follow-up is needed for COVID-19 male patients and their and fetuses conceived during the father's infection period. So they don't know. They don't have any data on that yet. So I, I'll tell you one thing, though. When I had COVID-19, 
the last thing I was thinking about was, you know, strutting my stuff and getting it on and getting somebody <laughs> pregnant, particularly Tacey. Oh, well, that'd have been trouble. You know? So uh, I don't know how particularly many. Particularly Tacey. Well, I'm just mean. Particularly, that's right. In the sense that you're the only person I would actually have intercourse with. Mm-hmm. That, it didn't sound right. No, it didn't. <laughs> well, you get nothing. <laughs> that's pretty much. Yeah, you only get nothing. But that's I didn't. Sums it up. But uh, yeah, I what I meant was I wasn't thinking of having sex with my wife, which is probably I should have just said that instead of trying to be clever. And um, <laughs> too late, sucker. I know. <laughs> and uh, you know when I had COVID, so I would think that the number of people that were had active infection with COVID-19, unless they were just asymptomatic, that got somebody pregnant while they were infected is probably pretty low. But when you're looking at hundreds of millions of cases, there will be some. So those will be interesting to follow. Anyway. Cool. Interesting. Good stuff. You know, last week you brought one of the best things that You've well, no, it is the best thing you ever brought, mm-hmm. and I would like for you to bring more stuff like that. That was that the birthing, oh, yeah, yeah, thing. That, that was, was fascinating, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. That, you know, there's so many crazy things out there that are really interesting. I know, yeah, really interesting. Yeah, I'll start. Right, what my, else you got? I'll start my show prep before the show starts <laughs> next. <laughs> that week. was good. You could tell that you had <laughs> I that just you don't did have that. time, or I would. Now, here's something. Yeah, about, Tacey doesn't have time to do any show prep. Yeah. No, no, God bless her. No, she has the time. She has none of the inclination. <laughs> none whatsoever. Now, here's right? something. Yep. I'm right. That's right. right? That's right. Okay. Now, now Dr. Steve. I'm going to have to check every time I say something and make sure I didn't say something stupid. All right, Dr. Steve, I'm going to quiz you. Are you ready for this? Yep, I'm ready. Ne- next topic. Okay. Does your height affect your odds for colon cancer? Yes or no? Well, that's interesting. Well, the way you ask that, I'm going to have to say yes, but you wouldn't think so. No. Tell me. You wouldn't think, me. but it does, yeah. So a new study, and I, and I just saw this today. It was incredible. I didn't realize it. but So Johns, Johns Hopkins did a, a study of 47 international studies and included more than 280,000 cases of colorectal cancer. <clears throat> Excuse me. And 14,000 cases of precancerous colon pol- polyps. And the findings suggest that the taller the individual is, the higher percentile they had of, of that risk of... That is amazing. But, but listen to this. So this is the crazy part. <clears throat> so men, six feet one and older... Yeah, taller. I'm looking at that. Yeah, and women, five foot eight, five foot eight inches and um, tall and taller. You don't and, have anything to worry about, Tim. Yeah. yeah, I do, though. Hellfire. 14% increased risk of colon cancer. Wow. Yeah. And, well, and a 6% increased risk of adenomas. Yep. Which are, you know. The precancerous polyps. Yep. Okay, yeah. Adenomas are, um, it's just, at that point, they're benign tumor derived of glandular tissue, though. Okay. And there's tons of glandular tissue in the colon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, wow. Okay, so, yeah, they said Eleanor Zhao with Johns Hopkins uh, had a potential app. Uh, explanation for this link is that adult height correlates with body organ size. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, say more of it available. More active proliferation in organs of taller people could increase the possibility of mutations leading to malignant transformation. So that is interesting. Someone who is larger, just has a larger body habit, it's not just fatter, but I mean just a larger person, is going to have a larger colon. And larger colon means more cells dividing and more cells dividing means more risk for cancer. So mm-hmm. that, that's amazing. May I may I mention? Never thought about that. May I mention one thing to that too? And she she mentions in here that 
uh, I'm talking about taller athletes. Yes. And the other thing about people tall, with Marfans too. Well, yeah, and Marfans. But the thing about taller athletes, um, taller athlete, if they are athletes, college athletes, professional athletes, you know what I, I see a lot of, and did it myself was a lot of um, anti-inflammatories, Advils. Um, and oh, stuff and while that, you're playing, and, and that actually can help prevent colon cancer. Well, right? I, no, I, I don't know. That's what I was asking you. I don't know because because you see you, you've seen uh, um, sometimes you'll see uh, <clears throat> people that have taken way too many um, NSAIDs have yeah. going to renal failure. Uh, uh, right, right, right. And, and have and I didn't know if that was if that would no. Uh, okay, so, so yeah, I know it's a different mechanism. But if you go beyond the pale mm-hmm. with this stuff, yeah, you can cause. Uh, renal insufficiency and GI bleeding right. with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and that would be um, aspirin Advil, Advil, Advil. Um, which is ibuprofen and mm-hmm. naproxen which is mm-hmm. naproxen, naproxen yep. but um, uh, you know a large number of you know just looking at epidemiological studies show that non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs reduce the risk of colorectal cancer and I know a lot of people who are on or who have uh, this condition called familial polyposis these are people have to have a a, a um, colonoscopy every year oh, wow because they have the, their colon is nothing but polyps and uh, they'll uh, often put them on an anti-inflammatory medication i have a friend who just takes aspirin every day and they his gastroenterologist told him to do that because he had this and it might help reduce his risk of developing colon cancer uh, the use of aspirin for five years reduces the incidence and mortality due to colorectal cancer by 30 to 40 percent after 20 years of follow-up. Hmm. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> wrong, wrong button. Wrong button. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, they're right next to each other. That's amazing, isn't it? In the wild, yep. So the, it would be great. Well, then why don't we just put it in the water? Well, there's some risk to taking aspirin every day as well. For me, uh, my doc is is going between uh, uh, putting me back on aspirin and taking me off aspirin. Every week, it seems like a new study comes out. Well, for people over the age of 65 who take aspirin every day, they have an increased risk of stroke and, and GI bleeding, and that outweighs the decrease in in uh, mortality that they might find in a my, you know myocardial infarction or a heart infection or mm-hmm. a heart heart uh, heart attack. Sorry, I know. And um, so they go back and forth on that one because otherwise I would just take it all the time. You know. Yeah. Well, I can't. Forty percent decrease. Yeah. That's a big deal. It is the huge deal. Um, so be short and take aspirin. Yeah. Yeah. But not on a not on an empty stomach. Right. <laughs> Hey. Well, and, and obviously, yeah. at your at your phys- physician or provider, healthcare yeah. provider's behest, don't yep. do it because we're 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 just talking in general terms. Yes, not making any recommend long term recommendations for anybody. No. no. Um, hey, you wanted to get to that question that, that Mick KM had for us two weeks ago that I promised him we would get to. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. What what is it? Do we I, have an answer have, for him? Uh, no, I don't. But I'm going to ask you. <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay, I, I forgot to putting me on the spot. Poor, no, no, it's okay. Poor Mick. No, Mick asked this question two weeks ago, and I meant to get to it, and I never did. But he was asking: Nicotine is considered to be the addictive ingredient in cigarettes. That's correct. But flavonoids released while burning tobacco have an MAOI effect. Mm. How much could they contribute to smoking addiction? 
Wow. That's okay. A, that's a hell of a question. Isn't well, it? yeah. I mean, okay. So, so let's uh, let's talk about other things that have flavonoids in them. Yeah. These are um, <clears throat> polyphenolic. So these are phenols are these sort of ring-like structures, and there's these are polyphenolic. So there's you know bunches of them together, plant compounds, and they occur in fruits, vegetables, chocolate, wine, stuff like that. Right. Right. And um, you know they, uh, Linus Pauling, is real big on flavonoids. He they the Linus Pauling Institute. You can go there. It's at Oregon State University. They have a whole thing on micronutrients, and they are pushing. Uh, let me see what they say. Biologic effects of flavonoids appear to be related to their ability to modulate a number of cell signaling cascades, and they've been shown to exhibit anti-inflammatory, anti-thrombogenic, so that's anti-blood clots, uh, anti-diabetic, anti-cancer, and neuroprotective activities through different mechanisms of action. Uh-oh. In vitro. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and our... Our audience knows that that means in the test tube. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, they've been doing some randomized controlled trials, and uh, they think that, fla- you know, flavin three alls may be um, beneficial for cardiovascular health. So uh, I don't know. Um, I've not seen flavonoids as a, a vector or, or, sorry, as a mediator of addiction. So I don't have an answer for him on that. Yeah. Let's look up flavonoids and addiction. Okay. Flavonoids and addiction. And I do this because it's not great radio, but nope. uh, just sh- shut hey. up. <laughs> hey, but we're doing yeah, the work. But we're doing the just work. Just showing how you find these answers rather than just coming up with the answer and sounding like, you know, genius. Well, while you're while you're doing that, you want yeah. to talk a little bit more about smoking addiction and the uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So a lot, you know, not only is it just certainly the chemical effect which Dr. Steve can talk speak to in a minute but um a lot of it's behavioral you know and when i used to you know dr steve used to smoke did you yep. ever smoke taste yes oh I god smoked. did she did you smoke like a freight train i mean I, I didn't i don't i never got up to as much as steve was smoking when he smoked but yeah i did smoke yeah and i quit september 14th 2001 about the time you it was right after uh um 9/11. Right after nine eleven, and on my birthday. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, of course, I used I dipped Copenhagen like it was going out of style for years, but um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the the cigarette um, the the smoking addiction to to cigarettes and, and chewing tobacco for sure is just habitual. It's not even it's not the chemicals as much as the habituation. Yeah. So um, well, yeah, yeah, that's right. There's I, mult, There's it's a it's a three it's a it's a three legged stool as you say. Ooh, that's a three legged right. stool. Yeah, I used to say it was like a gig, like you go yeah. frog gigging. Use yeah. a three you know, trident. A, a trident. Yeah. Yeah. Because then the frog can't wriggle off of it. It's horrible. Oh, no. gross. Oh, no, it was fast awful. Forward. I, fast forward. forward. I never, That's I never, listen, my dad Lab took dad. me. I was a kid. <laughs> and you the have silence the of the frogs. Yeah, the silence of the frogs. It was awful. Oh, my God. And I never missed. Now I know what's I wrong never, with ever missed. And that, I, I felt really bad about it. I still feel bad about it. And my dad would cut their legs off and then just throw them back in the water. And these poor frogs would be sitting there. And they, you know, they're still alive, and they can't do anything. All they can do is just float there with their arms up, going, "What happened? <laughs> why? Why is this happening to me?" 
It was awful. It was awful. That's terrible. No, I know. I wish my dad was still around. That that's something I would I would fuss at him about. Oh it was goodness. very traumatic, and the fact that I never missed made it worse because mm-hmm. they didn't have a chance. No. Nope. Anyway, did I, Steve? Yeah. So, uh, but it is three pronged. There's the physical addiction. There's the habituation and the psychological, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> addiction. And those last two are the hardest ones you can get over. I would be six weeks into it. My my weakness was always six weeks and six months. Mm-hmm. So at six weeks, I'd be over the physical addiction. And I'd be working pretty hard on the habit, but the psychological aspect was still there. And then my ex-wife, would, who was my wife at the time, pissed me off. And then I'd, I, you know, probably because I found out that, you know, I found the... Th- $1,200 phone bill and um, and then I'd go well by God I'll show her I'm going to go smoke a cigarette and then I'd go smoke and say like, I'm not showing her anything I'm showing her how weak I am uh, it was just the lizard part of my brain wanted me to smoke mm-hmm. and then six months I would go I've got this thing licked I could just have one and so I'd bum one off of somebody and I'd, I'd be smoking again so, you know I was yeah. watching one of my movies and and they smoked the whole time yesterday and it made me want one so bad really and it's been i never want one i mean i don't it's been a long time when i when 20 i years 20 years when crazy. i quit one of the things i told myself was that if i got a terminal illness that i would smoke again because at that point who gives a shit right but it's been so long now that I really feel like if I got a terminal illness, I wouldn't smoke. I just don't have, I don't have any desire anymore. I do dream about it, though. Do you ever dream about it, Tasha? All the time. I dream about all, it all the time, you do. Okay. I dream about it about once every three months. Mm-hmm. And I'll have a dream where I'm, uh, I'm just smoking. And then I'll think to myself, in the dream, wait a minute, you dumbass. You don't smoke anymore. What are you doing? <laughs> now I'm going to have to quit again. <laughs> And I wake up in a cold sweat going, thank God. And that's funny. Yeah. So, And, and I've, I've got a little bit more of a clarification on this question. He was just asking because— Well, and I have something on flavonoids and addiction, too. Oh, okay, cool. He was just talking about how nicotine replacement doesn't seem to help him uh, with his addiction, which is—well, I'm glad we're talking about Maybe flavonoid the... addiction or <clears throat> flavonoid uh, supplementation would help. That would be an interesting study, wouldn't it? Yes, and—, and So— so let's ask him behavioral therapy, yeah. how do we how would we test something like that? Mm-hmm. That would be an, a very easy. So he who, who is it uh, in our room? In Mick the, Mick Mick KM Mick KM in the uh, in the room. waiting room. Yeah. So uh, he has put forth a hypothesis, and the hypothesis is that um, nicotine replacement therapy by itself may not be as effective due to the um, action of flavonoids in on the human body when smoking. So one way to test that would be, uh, you know, the good old double-blind placebo-controlled study. Mm-hmm. Give people nicotine patch, and then some people get a placebo, and some of them get a um, some flavonoids oral supplement. You can buy them at Amazon. <laughs> and uh, you got to pick the right one, and then your endpoint would be uh, successful you know, lack of recidivism mm-hmm. over a six-month period. Right on. And you got to have a large enough, a large enough group, 
And then at the end of it, you uh, find out how many people went back to smoking, how many people stayed off, and which ones were on the flavonoid supplementation, which ones weren't, were on the placebo. And if there's a statistically significant difference, well, then your hypothesis has been reinforced. Right on. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. Um, there is some some research on flavonoids in in addiction, and it has to do with the same receptor that uh, Valium and Xanax and the rest of those um, uh, attach to. Mm-hmm. So there are these GABA, gamma aminobutyric acid receptors. Don't worry about it. You hear of GABA. Mm-hmm. And um, benzodiazepines bind to these sites, and there are... Um, uh, flavonoids that also bind to these same sites. So if they both bind to the same site, it follows that there may be some uh, some addictive potential of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, of that molecule. It might help to explain some of the calm. People think that when they smoke, it calms them down. Mm-hmm. I always felt it was like you were just going through a mini withdrawal, and it just kind of ended that. But, you know, flavonoids in tobacco. I have Now, the next thing we've got to go is he's, he's sort of begging the question in the sense that his question has the answer in it already mm-hmm. that – I don't know that tobacco smoke has a lot of flavonoids in it. I don't, I'm not aware of that. I'm, that's the next thing I got to go look at to see if that part of his hypothesis even makes sense. Mm-hmm. Can maybe or, one of us can look? And I'll look up. it up. And he was asking about the MAOIs too, but I don't. I've never heard of an MAOI effect on. I, I have not either. Tobacco. And if that was truly an MAOI effect, with it's a monoamine uh, oxidized Oxys. inhibitor, those are an old, old, old school version of. Um, uh, anti, you know, anti- class anti- of antidepressants, right. and they had so many really serious adverse effects that they're very rarely written anymore. Mm-hmm. The adverse effects most of the time had to do with drug interactions, mm-hmm. so interactions with cheese, interactions with wine, certain very very commonly uh, administered IV medications, well, stuff okay. like that. So um, I'm looking up flavonoids and tobacco smoke. Who is this Mick guy? He's making me do a lot of work. No, he's making us work today. All right. Um, yeah, I'm. It just says here flavonoids are linked to lung cancer protection among smokers, so maybe they need to put flavonoids in tobacco uh, smoke. But I'm not seeing a whole lot of that in here. But I'm not saying that there isn't. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, uh, tobacco certain uh, nicotine. Nicotiana tobaccum crops grown for smoke products as a source of bioactive compounds, including phenols and flavonoids. So there is some in there. So he was right. Interesting. Yeah. Probably not enough to protect you from cancer, though. But if you take an oral supplement, it looks like at least one study thought that there was something to it. All right. You got anything else? I've got one more, one more. Um, yeah, go topic, for it. Topic. This is this is one of those kinds of shows. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Well, the, well the, and this is we're that. just <clears throat> we're is, just talking. This is pretty good. Okay, now I've got one for Doctor Steve. I had never heard of this diagnosis before. <laughs> okay, A R F I D A R F I D. Yeah, avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd never heard of that. Okay, it's a, that's picky eaters. Very picky. So this British gal, 25 years old, has not eaten a fruit or vegetable in 22 years. Yeah. 22 years. I know all kinds of people She like lives that. on chicken nuggets. And, and french fries. French fries, yep. yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. I can't even imagine. She, she turned down $1,300 from her uncle to eat a single pea. 
Oh, come on. No, that's what it says right here. Yeah, they, they interviewed her. That's crazy. That's a hell for $1,300. I think I could choke down a. Yeah, and a lot of these kids of are underweight, but it's because they're malnourished. And if you have one of these kids, you got you have to figure out some way to get some of these nutrients into them. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, chicken nuggets, highly processed, they're protein, they got some stuff in them. But, uh, and then French fries, you know, the, the skin is taken off, so you lose a lot of the nutrients from that. And uh, and then what was she drinking? Did it say what she drank? No, just that she thinks it all started when she was three years old and was forced to eat mashed potatoes, and she didn't like it. Yeah. And has gone downhill from then. Yeah, don't force—we really tried not to force our kids to eat stuff. And that when they were young, they ate everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember that? And then yeah. all of a sudden they go to school, and their friends go, Ooh, vegetables, you gross. No, and then all of a pizza. sudden the, then they wouldn't eat vegetables anymore. Yep. It's pizza every yep. night. Beck and Liam <laughs> used to eat sog paneer mm-hmm. at oh, the wow. Indian place yeah. like it was going out of style. Oh, that sounds good. And, and then they started going to school, and their friends started saying, oh, no, you know, spinach is gross. And then that was it. I really feel like some of that was peer pressure. No, it was. I, I feel like that, too. Hmm. Absolutely. The damn kids. There was no other ex- reason for it. Yeah. They loved it. Now let's talk about Tacey has um, avoidant restricted um, food issues with um, asparagus. But that's just asparagus. Well, tell People us are why. Like, oh, no. you'd love asparagus. I already have a weight problem. I don't need another food group. Do you well, understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, tell tell the listeners why you hate asparagus, which is it's it's the same reason I should hate asparagus. Because my mother fed us canned asparagus growing up. Have you ever seen that shit? It looks and, awful. And made me eat it. It's just mush, yeah. and it's bright fluorescent green. It doesn't look like asparagus. Why? Why would anybody do that? And then I went and threw it up, and she did the same thing with chicken livers, which, in retrospect, come on now. <laughs> Ugh, gross. And, and then I'd go throw it up. Yeah. Chicken livers taste to me like I imagine a, a dry turd would taste. Oh. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I tried one, a bite of one one time years ago, and it was awful. I was at a party once. And they had here. I, I I saw these bacon wrapped. It looked like um, beef medallion sort of things, you know, beef tips. And I popped one in my mouth, and it was fucking liver. Now, who has that at a party in a chafing dish? Chunks of liver wrapped in bacon. That's unbelievable. I'm just gonna let that sit there for a second. Just think about that. Yeah. That's. You're doing that to your friends. Was it a highfalutin party? It was a high, very highfalutin party. Mm-hmm. That made it even worse. Yeah. You should have good things. Yeah, exactly. That's awful. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my oh, no, yeah. That's the only time I put something in my mouth at a party, and I didn't, you know, I, I spit it out into a napkin, and then I think I put it in, like, a planter. <laughs> so <laughs> so the party was highfalutin. I wasn't. <laughs> Well, oh taught them God. a lesson when they found That's it. That's right, by God. It'll teach you have feeding me liver. Oh, my goodness. So, Isn't that wild? Yeah. That but, wild? Uh, yeah, my mom made me eat canned asparagus, too. So that's something that Tacey and I can relate to with each other, huh? But yeah. I like I like fresh asparagus now. I love it. I love fresh fact, I'll eat it all day long. But, oh. uh, you know, it, and it is true, Tacey. It cooked asparagus canned asparagus 
two completely different things. They're just different. But I'm not trying to convince you to eat it. I've given up on that, you know, decades ago. You love it. Just eat it. Yeah, I don't do that. That's not me. That's not her Steve voice. No. All right. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. So uh, our kids, when they became picky, they were, they didn't have RF, ARFID, mm-hmm. but they, were, they became picky eaters. I started uh, taking spinach, which is v- very tasteless when you um, masticate it, you know, when you put it in a, a Nutribullet. Opie gave us a Nutribullet. And I started using the hell out of that, making smoothies for them or just making spinach puree and putting it in the pizza sauce that I was making. I made their pizzas and stuff to somehow sneak those things in. And then now, of course, they've got uh, multivitamins that are gummies. What kid isn't going to eat a gummy? You can get that stuff in them and get some fiber in them and just do the hold on and do the best you can. If you... Uh, our kids have come around to being a little more adventurous in their eating. And, you know, Beck will mostly eat anything now. Mm-hmm. Liam's still a little more restricted in his diet. But if I present vegetables to him, he'll eat them. No. He, I don't think he ever <laughs> chooses to eat them. So. Hey, Kim Kim Chickens is talking about frog. I always mispronounce it. Frog Yeah, foie gras. I always mispronounce yeah. it. Uh, you know, what I've about it, it, though? It's it, The way that they make it, uh, I'm not a <clears throat> big pita type but um it's disgusting they take the geese and they shove a funnel down their throat and then just stuff them full of corn so that they get fatty liver well yeah they get they actually get fatty liver and um and then when then they just eat their liver on crackers that's almost as bad as you know Taking a frog and whacking off his two right. no, I, dude, I'm not defending that. There's oh no gosh. part of me no, defends that. It I was know. awful. It's I a know. horrible traumatic I memory for me. It. It. But it is. Yeah, it's just as bad. But why not just go get a turd and then put it on a cracker? <laughs> I just don't understand it. It's the same consistency and probably the flavor is similar. Well, and stercobalanogen, which makes stool brown, comes from the liver. Bile comes from the liver. All those things that make shit what it is <laughs> come from the liver, except for the food you eat and the bacteria in your stomach and your colon. Oh, my word. Isn't that great? So you're eating... Ugh, anyway, Ugh. stop eating liver. It's disgusting. It is gross. Organ meats. I mean, if I'm starving... Yeah, sure. I'll eat it. Yeah, I would never make it as a judge on like Iron Chef or something when they have no. like oh, it, like, you know, the like, secret sheep, ingredient: sheep, liver, sheep brain. Yes. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Um, I'll be taking some of that asparagus <laughs> out of the can over there, please. Human scrotums. <laughs> yes, yes, human scrotums. <laughs> that would be a fun one. Oh. Okay, so we just wasted an hour. You'll never get this hour back. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Maybe there was something interesting in there. But uh, I had a bad day, and uh, that's just what... Now I have to make everybody suffer. Oh, but before we go, uh, Kim Chickens had a question. She wanted to know what our stand is on functional medicine. So what do you think, Dr. Scott? Are you familiar with functional medicine? I am. I am. I think functional medicine can be very good if used appropriately. Okay. It's functional. It's fine. It's fine. Um, the, it's defined. Now, this is just a Wikipedia definition, so who knows was in there editing it. But it, it's, it shows quite somebody's bias. It says, functional medicine is a form of alternative medicine that encompasses a number of 
unproven and disproven methods and treatments. Right. Its proponents claim that it focuses on root causes of diseases based on interactions between the environment and the gastrointestinal endocrine and immune systems to develop individualized treatment plans. It's been described as pseudoscience, quackery, and at its essence, a rebranding of complementary and alternative medicine. So listen, if, if it's a rebranding of complementary medicine, I don't have a whole lot of problem with it as long as you stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. It's when people start making absurd and right. insane claims that I have a problem with it. Dr. Scott practices, I mean, integrative medicine. Mm-hmm. Or you could, do you ever use the complementary term, the C word? I do, yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Scott's practice complements what we do, and we complement what he does. And if I have a patient who can't, um, just doesn't improve with what Western medicine has to offer, I'll often send them to Dr. Scott. And as I've said many, many times on this show, uh, if I don't have a diagnosis for them, he will have one. And it might be, you know, they've got malaligned chi or whatever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people just want to have a name for what they've got. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And when they do, they they know they're not nuts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, they people, for the most part, just want to be recognized as human beings. And they want their problems heard and addressed. Yep. That guy in the mountains of, you know, the South Pacific, that's the medicine man that that shakes palm fronds over them, is fulfilling the same role that I fulfill if I were goofy enough to give somebody um, an antibiotic for a virus, you know, and mm-hmm. that happens all the time. All the time. All the time. So, and people want something for it. So, if... If that's how you're defining this, I'm okay with it. If you want to fiddle with the definitions, I don't have a problem. But true complementary medicine, I, I don't have an issue with. Again, as long as you stay in your lane. We used to have a chiropractor on this show, and she's sadly no longer with us, and we loved her very much. But Dr. K was a, was, was a very good chiropractor. And she knew that if she started giving people coffee enemas saying she was going to cure their cancer, that she'd be pilloried for it. Now, there are some places where you can get away with that. Mm-hmm. And she, she um, understood that all of us working together is way better than having people saying, well, those people are, you know, don't know anything and they're no good because you'll get the naturopaths doing that. You'll get some of the functional medicine people doing that. And you'll get some allopaths doing that as well. And I'm not one of those kinds of allopaths. But I do uh, want, uh, if you're going to make a claim for curing something, you better have some data to back you up. Because right. I hold allopaths to the same standard. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, if you're making any, 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 kind of, any, any kind of statements, you better be able to back them up. Yeah. But uh, so there's this guy, David Gorsky, and I'm sure if Kim is a fan of functional medicine, she'll hate his guts. But he, this guy has written that the vagueness of functional medicine is a deliberative tactic that makes it impossible to challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, but that in general, its practice centers on unnecessary and expensive testing procedures performed in the name of quote unquote holistic healthcare. So look. Do what you want to do, but just demand that they they should at least be able to give you statistics on their outcomes before you spend a whole lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. And insurance won't pay for a lot of this stuff. No. You know, so anyway. No. 
Okay, and uh, there's no flame. Look, if you're if you're doing um, functional medicine out there, God bless you. Just yep. do, do a great job. Just tell the truth. That's yep. the biggest thing. Yep. Um, okay, so oh, <laughs> one last thing. In 2014, the American Academy of Family Physicians withdrew granting course credits for functional medicine courses, having identified some of its treatments as harmful and dangerous. Wow. In 2018, it partly lifted the ban. Yeah, the Academy of Family Physicians usually reasonably open to things like acupuncture and stuff like yeah. that. They're okay with it. Yep. And as a matter of fact, the uh, president of the American Academy of Family Physicians was uh, was quite the alternative medicine proponent. Mm-hmm. And it, you and I both know him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, we do. Uh, so the academy itself are pretty liberal on this stuff. So when they go, this shit's dangerous, yeah. they're not screwing around. It says 2018 partly lifted the ban, but only to allow teaching an overview of functional medicine, not to teach its practice. So, all right. Right on. All right. There are centers for functional medicine at Cleveland Clinic and also at GW. So, you know, if you're interested in that, go there. All right. At least if something goes wrong, uh, they've got people at both of those places that can that can come rescue you. Anyway, uh, thanks always go to Dr. Scott. Thanks to Tacey. I don't know what camera I've had up this whole time. I completely forgot about the cameras. Oh, well. Thanks, Tacey. You can... Yay. It's good to see you. Uh, and I will see you again in five minutes and then the rest of the day tomorrow and the day after that and hopefully the day after that. Okay. On and on and on. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teff, that Gould girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Chowdy, 1008, Howdy, Goo Plunk, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte Horror, the Saratoga Skank, the Florida Floozy, the St. Pete Barkeep Blower. Ooh, <laughs> that's a new one. <laughs> I wrote that, that. That person will know who that is. Percy Dumb, Pocky U, uh, Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, she who owns pigs and snakes, Pat Duff, <laughs> Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, Christopher Watkins, Double Steve Tucci, who we're going to be seeing in uh, two weeks, right? The great Rob Bartlett, Vicks Nether Fluids, Cardiff Electric, Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, Producer Chris, Jenny Jingles, The Inimitable, Vincent Paulino, everyone, Eric Zane, Bernie and Sid Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, and of course our dear departed friends, GVAC and Fez Watley, who supported this show, has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel. SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on demand. All I can think of is the St. Pete barkeep blower. (laughs) (laughs) And other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Tacy, Tacy knows what I'm talking about. Many thanks to our listeners whose voice and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. I wrote that at like three in the three in the morning when I couldn't sleep. I totally forgot that I'd written it, so it took me by surprise. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking. Get off your asses. Get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Mess. And thank you, everybody. Good lord. Ha, ha, ha.